Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Respond to the word and we're going to go after what God has for us in this place tonight. If that's what you're going to do, why don't you clap your hands and let the Lord know that's what you're going to do. Praise the Lord Jesus, for he is worthy. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. Great is your name, O God. Great is your name, Jesus, and greatly to be praised. There is nothing that compares to worshiping our God together. Amen? Amen. It's an incredible experience, one that I don't think we're going to be taking lightly anytime soon, right? Amen. Praise God. Well, I do not plan, famous last words I know, I do not plan on taking up a whole lot of time tonight, right? Because it's already been mentioned, God has done a lot of things in this place today. That doesn't mean that he's done. He's even done a lot of things in this place tonight in our prayer service. But I believe that we're here and we're here for a purpose and God is also here, and he's here for a purpose. So if we just uh, focus together, come together in unity of mind and unity of spirit with one purpose, and that's to see what God is going to do in our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And talk to us a little bit tonight about nicknames. Nicknames are, are a very common thing in our world today. We hear them. We use them on the regular. Um, I, myself, it's my personal choice. I've always gone by a nickname um, pretty much my, well, really my whole life. Um, in the sports world, you'll see stars that rise to a point of fame with their nicknames so much so that you don't even know who they really are. Um, for instance, if I asked anybody today uh, if they know who Larry Wayne Jones Jr. is, there's probably not a lot of people that would know who I'm talking about. But if you follow baseball even a little bit, um, and you're like a remote fan, you might have heard uh, of this Hall of Fame third baseman who's statistically the best switch hitter in history. Um, I might have a personal affinity because he was an Atlanta Brave for 21 years. But a lot more people would know who Chipper Jones was than Larry Wayne Jones Jr. Because nicknames are a thing. Now, if I ask somebody who Eldrick Woods was, you, you might get confused looks. Like, should I know who he is? But regardless of your life's work or your walk of life or whatever, you've heard the name and would p- be able to put a face with it if I said the name Tiger Woods, right? See, nicknames, um, they, they kind of become like who we are. They kind of become uh, our essence. There's, there's been some pretty cool nicknames throughout sports history. I'll share a few of them with you today. Um, I might get a round of applause from this one, Air Jordan. Uh, I don't know anybody that likes that guy. Teddy Ballgame, the Say Hey Kid, the Black Mamba, Sir Charles, Magic Johnson, King James, Stan the Man, the Golden Boy, the Human Highlight Reel, Hammer and Hank, the Mailman, Charlie Hustle, the Natural, The list could go on and on and on, and uh, the guy with quite possibly the most nicknames had to have been George Herman Ruth. Babe Ruth, yeah? Babe Ruth, the Sultan of Swat, the Colossus of Clout, the Great Bambino, the Big Bam, the King of Swing, the King of Crash, goes on and on and on. He's got a lot of nicknames. The thing about nicknames is they're usually like either an extension of your actual name or like a shortening of your name, an abbreviation, or a description of what you're really good at, right? Right? 
the great Bambino, he was an excellent home run hitter, therefore the king of swing, king of swing all the uh, varied nicknames. Now, when someone is great at something today, when they excel, they typically become known by that thing, and that they, that they're the thing that they're great at. You know, it could be like the best baseball player, that's up for debate, the best basketball player in the history of the world, LeBron James, right? No, okay, I'm just kidding. If you don't know our pastor, he doesn't agree with that statement, and that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay, but we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. But if somebody's really great at something, the greatest basketball player, the greatest quarterback, uh, the best musician, the best golfer, the best singer, the, the greatest of all time has been shortened to a phrase we like to call the goat, right? The goat. Um, I've come tonight to single out the goat. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady who love him or hate him. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I'm not talking about any other sports star or any other accolade that might be out there, but the greatest of all times, the one who is able to do absolutely anything is Jesus Christ. He's my God. He's my Lord. You see, he's the great physician. He's the creator. He's the miracle worker and the problem solver. He's the only living God, and he has conquered death, hell, and the grave. Nobody has a resume that can match up to my God. Nobody can claim the title of the greatest of all times unless it's Jesus Christ, because truly he is the goat. You see, he told Moses in Exodus chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, God spake to Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. You see, he said that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarchs of my people of Israel, they knew me, but they didn't know the fullness of my power, and they didn't know my name, Jehovah. This struck me a little bit odd because in preparation, I was doing some looking, some digging, some things in the passage of Scripture, Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. This is when Abraham is taking his son Isaac up to the mountain uh, as, as God has called him to bring a sacrifice. And then God obviously miraculously provides a ram in the thicket so that he doesn't have to sacrifice his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What that means is that this place will be called Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord is my provider. You see, he didn't build a, an additional altar there, but he stuck a name to the place and said, at this place, I'll always remember that God was my provider. But he didn't, he didn't have the name Jehovah to attach to it. He could just say that the Lord is my provider. He couldn't simply call the name Jehovah because that name alone had not yet been revealed to him. So do we have a contradiction in Scripture? God told Moses in Exodus that his name, Jehovah, wasn't known, but yet Abraham uh, is uh, when you combine Abraham and Isaac, you get Abraham, and then you don't have to say the rest of the names. It's pretty cool. It saves us all a lot of time. We saw Abraham use the word Jehovah, Jireh. So did, did he know that name, or was he titling a place? So look at this and understand. Abraham was using a description of a place because of a circumstance. He named the place Jehovah, Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. But God was telling Moses, you can use my name, 
Jehovah. And if you look at it in your Bible, you'll see it in all capital letters. You can use my name, Jehovah, as the one true God who encompasses all things. You can call me by my name. And how many know there's power when you attach a name to something, right? We, we even see a difference when God first revealed himself to Moses. Exodus chapter 3, Moses asked God, he goes and sees the burning bush, and God tells him that he's going to be the one to deliver the people from uh, Egypt. And he asked God, he's like, well, who should I say sent me? Who am I going to say sent me? And God answers him, Exodus 3, 13 and 14, Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they... They'll say to me, what's his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So first he reveals himself as, as I am. He says, who am I going to say? He says, just say that I am. But as the relationship begins to develop, as Moses is exposed to more of God, as God exposes himself more to Moses, as he begins to work in the miraculous and he begins to uh, go out and speak in faith and he begins to follow the obedience uh, under obedience of the word of God, kind of like us, right? We might know a little bit about God when we first come to a place, but the more that we walk with him and the more that we experience in him and the more that he shows himself to us, we've got other things that we can say about him, Right? You might be able to say something that you wouldn't have been able to say 20 years ago, that you wouldn't have been able to say two months ago. You might have just known the name Jesus, but you didn't know that he could be Jehovah Jireh, your provider. But the more that we experience with him, right, the more that we live in him, the more that we walk with him, the more he reveals himself to us, the more things, the more names, the more titles we can attach to him. Three chapters later, God tells Moses, now you can use my name, Jehovah because there's been more experience there. Later on, we see Moses. He begins to put into practice himself some of the same concepts that Abraham did. After the children of Israel were set free from Egypt, there was a famous battle against the Amalekites. It's found in Exodus chapter 17. And as long as this battle was raging on, Moses held up his hands and held up the rod. And you've probably heard the story and seen the illustration. As long as his hands were raised, the children of Israel were gaining, gaining victory in that battle. But if his hands began to fall or his strength began to get weak, then the children of Israel would begin to lose the battle. And so we see the, the two elders come up beside him and hold up his hands hands, lifting up the arms of leadership so that the children of Israel are ultimately able to prevail in battle. God, hold, uh, God helps him as he holds up his hands and, and the armies of Israel prevail. Moses calls the name of the place Jehovah Nisi or the Lord is my banner or the Lord is my victory. He says, now that I know Jesus Christ is more than just God Almighty, now I know he's Jehovah, which means the Lord is. But now I know I've seen him before as Jehovah, my deliverer, right? I've seen him now as Jehovah Nisi, which means I can plant this banner. I can claim victory over this field. I can claim victory over the enemy because he is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner of victory. How many can say that God has been a banner of victory in our lives? I'm thankful to know Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner of victory. In Judges chapter 6, verse 24, Gideon builds an altar and he called it Jehovah Shalom, or the Lord sends peace. Anybody ever needed peace before? Yeah? Anybody ever got peace from the Lord? Yeah. 
Yeah, from Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. And the wonderful thing about the peace of the Lord is it's not circumstantial, but it's a peace of God, which as the word tells us, passes all understanding. It's a gift that you can't measure, you can't numerate, you can't put a quantity to, because the peace of God, which passes all understanding, he's Jehovah Shalom. My God is peace. Ezekiel called him Jehovah Shammah, which is the Lord is there in 48.35. Jeremiah said he was Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord is our righteousness. Exodus 15, he was Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. King David said the Lord is my shepherd in Psalm 23. And in Psalm 91, he said he is my shield and my buckler. Proverbs 18 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and find strength. He's the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. He's the lion of Judah and the lamb who was slain. He is alpha and omega, beginning and ending. He's savior, deliverer, shield and defense. He is a strong tower and he is my best friend. He is the almighty God. On this Power Sunday, I simply want to appoint your attention to the greatest of all times. I simply want to show somebody Jesus Christ and say he is able to do absolutely anything. Call him Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Call him Jehovah Nisi because he's been a banner of victory. Call him my God of peace. Call him a God of strength. Call him a God of righteousness, a deliverer, a strong tower. Call him whatever you will, but the name is Jesus, and he's here tonight, and he's able to to do absolutely anything in your life. He is the greatest of all times. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I come tonight, as the Apostle Paul said, not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I'm not going to say anything that just blows your mind tonight. But I come to preach nothing else except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The Word says that it's by His stripes that we are made whole. Another verse says it's by His stripes we're healed. But that one that says we are made whole. That goes so much further than just healing of the physical body. He's able to see you at the point of your need, and he's able to restore. He's able to make whole. He's able to fix, not just heal, as we saw with the lepers. Sometimes they got healed, but then there were lepers that got healed and were made whole, which means that the decay and the the eating away had been reversed, right? God can do a lot of things, and healing is a wonderful thing, but when he makes whole, that's when he takes apart all the different things that have been broken down, and he begins to fix it and make it new and put it back together. The potter, right, that puts together the brokenness, takes the broken pieces and shapes them and forms them into a flawless vessel. So I can truly say he is Jehovah Jireh because he has been my provider. He's been Jehovah Rapha to me. He's been my healer. He's been Jehovah Shalom and given me peace in a storm. You can call him Jehovah. His name is Yahweh. You can call him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You can call him the Lamb for sinners slain. You can call him Emmanuel, for surely God is with us. He is Elohim. He's El Shaddai. Adonai, Abba, Father, God Almighty, and the Lord of hosts. The old song said it this way. He's the advocate, the high priest, the Lamb for sinners slain, the author of redemption. Jesus is his name. I'm here to tell someone tonight that whatever you call him by and whatever need you have, whatever point you're at, my God is there. 
my God is able. My God can do absolutely anything. He truly is the greatest of all times. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 said, Unto us a son is born, and unto us a child is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Praise God, the greatest of all times. The wonderful thing tonight is that no matter what your need, no matter what the situation, and no matter what the circumstance, you can receive a miracle in this place tonight. I just feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell somebody, miracle is not an ancient word. Miracle is not a word that's reserved to a sacred text. Miracle is not something that happened 2,000 years ago that we just have to tie our hope to. But miracles still happen. Miracles are still being done in this place. Miracles are still being done under the name of Jesus Christ. It's not about who we are. It's not about any special oil in a bottle. But it's about Jesus Christ, the greatest of all times. The one who truly does change lives. He changes circumstances. He shifts and moves and directs and guides. He truly is a miracle working God. Praise God. I'm going to be given an altar call very soon here. And when I do that, there's not going to be any cross-reference guides that we have to look at. No cheat sheets, and you don't have to parallel your exact need that matches up with the correct Jehovah ending. There won't be any of that tonight because he came to us in the New Testament with one name that encompassed it all. His name is Jesus. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 reminds us that in him, Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So you don't have to have a degree in Hebrew or Greek. You don't have to be an expert scholar of the New or Old Testament. All you have to do is know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And when we speak that name, when we speak that name, all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. So when he says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. We can do that and we can do it with authority because we know that there is power in that name. There's deliverance. There's healing. There's victory and there's peace. There's righteousness and there's strength. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the New Testament, he was Jehovah Jireh when he provided a temple tax in the fish's mouth, when he fed the 5,000, and again when he fed the 4,000. Surely you could say he was the Lord my provider. He was Jehovah Rapha when he healed the lame and the blind, the deaf, the mute, the infirmed, and the sick of the palsy. He was the Lord our Redeemer when he came to take away the sins of the world when he gave himself as a spotless sacrifice so that his blood could wash over our lives so that even today we can claim a victory, we can claim a freedom, and we can repent of our sins and be forgiven because he was the spotless lamb, the Lord, my redeemer, Jehovah Sid Canoe. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you tonight to the greatest of all times, and his name is Jesus. The music's going to come and they're going to begin to play. But as they do, I just want to remind somebody tonight, he is still healing broken hearts. He's mending relationships and restoring homes and families. He is the hope for all the world. He's healing pain and he's giving peace. He's calming storms and he's breaking chains. Chains of bondage and addiction. Chains of regret. Chains of past failure. He is all in all and his name is Jesus. 
Praise God, praise God, praise God. It's Power Sunday. I'm going to talk for just a couple more minutes tonight about Jesus. Brother Zachary, if you can just get a couple chairs out here, we're going to see what God's going to do in this place tonight. Somebody can help them, four, five, six, somewhere in there. Just get some chairs out here. I want to tell somebody, if you're waiting on an altar call tonight, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know exactly how that's going to play out tonight. But here's the thing. Whenever your need and your faith become big enough to get you out of your seat, you can feel free to make your way to this, the front of this place. And we will meet Jesus. Praise God. Jesus Christ. He is the greatest of all times. His record is flawless. He's never lost a battle. He's never been beaten. He's never been confused, bewildered, or caught off guard. He cannot be slowed or halted. He took captivity captive. He raised from the dead and conquered the grave. He is Jesus. We can all stand in this place. He is the anointed one, the author and finisher of our faith, the bread of life, the bridegroom, the Christ, the comforter, the cornerstone, the day spring and the morning star. He is the head of the church and the high priest. I am in Jehovah, Lord of God, light of the world. He's master, mediator, Messiah. He is physician. He's potentate. He's prophet and propitiation. He's rabbi and redeemer, refiner and righteousness. He He's the one rock of ages, the root of David. He's been the sacrifice. He's been the savior. He's been the servant and the shepherd. He's been teacher. He's been truth, wonderful counselor, word of life in the way, the truth and the light. He is Jesus, the greatest of all time. Hallelujah. Jesus, the greatest of all time. I don't care what we brought into the building tonight, but I want somebody to know you do not have to carry that out with you. I'm going to open these altars, and as I do, I need you to bring your burdens and your worries, your struggles and your trials. I need you to bring pain and failure. I need you to bring brokenness. I need you to bring your needs. Not for me, not for pastor, not for a show to anybody else, but I need you to bring your needs and place them at an altar. Place them at the feet of Jesus, the one who can fix everything. I encourage somebody tonight, if you've got a need in your life, don't wait, don't hesitate. Don't look around and ask who else is coming or what else is going on. Just find a way up here. You can sit in one of these chairs if you'd like. You can stand and raise your hand. There's nothing special about any of these chairs. They were just the ones that they grabbed. But what we're doing is putting our faith and putting our need in the hands of Jesus Christ. We're going to pray with you. We're going to believe with you because we know that he is the miracle worker. I'm sorry if this isn't what you're looking for tonight, but he is Jesus Christ, the greatest of all times. I could talk for an hour, I could talk for two minutes, and it doesn't change who he is, and it doesn't change what he's capable of. All I'm seeking to do tonight is just build somebody's faith enough to get to a point that says I'm ready to put it in his hands. I don't want to carry it on my own anymore. I don't want to try and fight a battle on my own. I don't want to try and be my own miracle worker. I don't want to try and be my own healing or my own strength because I've tried and I can't do it on my own. Praise God. Somebody in this place needs Jesus and he's here right now. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. 
Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week.